0: hey, I'm in hell. It is unbearably hot in Los Angeles right now. We're going through a heat wave. And I have the air conditioning off because it's too loud to have it on while I'm recording. And so I just want you to know the sacrifices that I'm making for you people Um, and for Nicolas Cage because that's what we are about to talk about today. This film is one that I watched a week ago and I just... You know, a bunch of things happened, a bunch of personal life things. Honestly, probably just a lot of me avoiding having to do this, but we are going to talk about it. This movie is called Next. It is a Nicolas Cage movie from 2007, starring Julianne Moore as well, and Jessica Beale. Guys, remember when Jessica Beale wasn't only identified as Justin Timberlake's wife? Uh, she at one time was an actor, remember? She was in, I was gonna say Saved by the Bell, that's not it. She was in Seventh Heaven. She was in this movie. And honestly, I, I give her a lot of credit because if you have to spend an entire movie pretending to be in love with Nicolas Cage, you deserve an Oscar. I mean, really, it is just triumphant work. So let me just set the scene for you. And there is, most films kind of give you a lead in, you know, a little bit of context, a little bit of, okay, let me see where I'm at. Let me try to orient myself in the story. No, 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 no. We jump right in to Nicolas Cage performing a magic trick on stage, which tells us that he is a magician in like some sleazy lounge in Los Angeles. Julianne Moore is sitting in the audience watching him. It is revealed that she is, like, FBI pretty quickly. So right off the bat, she is a a stone-cold FBI agent who already knows that Nicolas Cage has a very powerful gift in that he can see into the future. Guys, I know, this is hard for me, too. Uh, he can see into the future. I don't know how Julianne Moore knows this, but she knows this. He figures out pretty quickly that they're watching him, they're following him. So he takes off on this wild goose chase, right? And I thought to myself, okay, well, if he can see into the future, doesn't he know how to avoid them and make this scene very, very, very short? The catch is this. Guys, Nick Cage can only see two minutes into the future. It is the world's worst superpower. So he goes, he escapes, he finally arrives at his destination, which looks like a garage. An old man inexplicably lives there. That old man, never explained, never revisited, but here we are, Nicolas Cage is playing pool in a garage where I think he lives. Then Julianne Moore walks in. She finds him, and she literally says, she doesn't introduce herself, she says, and I quote, let's talk about something hard end quote. That's something hard is, there's apparently people smuggling nuclear weapons into the United States, and she says to Nicolas Cage, I want you to look forward and tell me where they're taking them. Now, I don't know if Julianne Moore knows that he can only see two minutes into the future. If she knows that, she's basically asking him, to track their whereabouts mile by mile because he can he can't see very far into the future. But there's a catch. And it's just so artsy and it just it's like a Russian nesting doll. Because you flash back and you realize Nicolas Cage is having that flashback about Julianne Moore coming into his garage. So he flies out of there, right? Because she's about to get there in two minutes. He looks like a bewildered scarecrow. He just scampers right out of there before Julianne Moore even gets there. And when she gets there, she just like shakes her head as if to say, he saw me coming. Um, the next scene is where we meet Jessica Beale. She is eating at a diner alone. Uh, well, she walks in, actually. Nicolas Cage is already there. He's essentially been stalking her. I don't know why he's stalking her. At this juncture, she's, like, significantly younger than him, so it's pretty creepy. And let me tell you, this scene goes on for conservatively five minutes longer than it should. He imagines no less than, I think, eight different ways in which he can hook Jessica Beale. either by dropping a really weird pickup line, um, seeing that... Jessica Biel's ex-boyfriend walks in and tries to get her to leave with him. He finally arrives at the outcome that has him getting hit by Jessica Biel's ex-boyfriend. And thus, he gains Jessica Beale's pity? I guess also attraction? I don't know where that would come into it. But she feels so bad for him that she gives him a ride to the middle of nowhere. I really mean the middle of nowhere. And very suddenly, guys... Jessica Beale is teaching Native American children next to a waterfall. I don't know how else to explain it. That's that's the explanation that I get because that's what the camera did. That's what it showed me and nothing else. So I guess we're supposed to understand that she is, like, a teacher of children, but very specifically, like, Native American children. So we keep cutting to, to these, like, french people that appear to be that appear to be after Nicolas cage as well i don't know how they know about his powers but they somehow think that he is a threat so these french bad guys cut back to um the native americans and and nick cage is standing there while she's teaching these children And um, he does some magic tricks for them, and they're just delighted. And Jessica Biel falls even more in love with him. And it's here that I'd like to point out that there is this odd Hollywood trope. And obviously it's clearly written by, you know, white men. But there's this trope that there's this impossibly beautiful young lady who falls head over heels for, like, an older, not-as-attractive man. And that's what's happening here with Jessica Biel and Nicolas Cage. She just is utterly charmed by him, even though he is a scarecrow man who can only see two minutes into the future. That brings me to my next point. We find out that the French guys are the ones who are smuggling the nuclear weapons into the country. Instead of trying to track their whereabouts, Julianne Moore of the FBI is tracking Nicolas Cage to get him to track their whereabouts. Which seems like, why don't you just cut out the middleman? You know? Um, they are literally using all available resources, I think they actually dropped that phrase at one point, to find Nicolas Cage. I mean, helicopters. Probably heat-seeking missiles. Any and all available things. And I... I, I couldn't figure out the timing of this movie. I know that he can see two minutes ahead... But they were doing this weird thing, like Julianne Moore would wait two minutes and say, okay, now, and expect him to be able to see? But shouldn't he be able to see every two minutes ahead? I'm, I'm just very confused. I, I couldn't make heads or tails of the math there. My favorite moment in the entire movie is when Julianne Moore follows Jessica Beale in this weird small town on, I think, a Native American reservation. And Jessica Biel has one of those um, nondescript shopping bags. You know which ones I'm talking about. So shopping bags from actual places that you buy things from are are not the paper ones with a handle that are, like, glossy or, like, solid. Usually, like, a a paper bag will have the print of the store you buy something from. So this is very clearly, like, the prop guy was like, ah, we need bags. Let's just go get some gift bags at, like, Party City. So she's carrying these, like, full shopping bags um, and gets pulled into a car by Julian Moore, and Julian Moore's like, "Hey, I got some news for you. This Nick Cage guy that you're with, he's crazy. He's like a sociopath. He claims he can see into the future, and we're just really worried about you. And we wanted to give you a heads up." And Jessica Biel starts freaking out, and Julian Moore says, "I have the perfect solution. Here is a bottle of pills. Please roofie him so that we can come get him and save you." So Jessica Biel goes back to the cabin that she and Nicolas Cage had sex in. I skipped over that because I just can't talk about it. And she's like, I'm making breakfast. And he goes and takes a shower and she roofies his orange juice. Then he's about to drink it and she says, don't drink that. I just feel like, you know, you may be crazy, but I I just feel in my bones that you're not. And I hope I'm right. If an FBI lady came up to me and said, that man, who was a stage magician for a living, thinks that he can see into the future and is is consequently very dangerous and unstable. I would one hundred percent believe her. So, Jessica Beale, I mean, strike one thousand on your stranger danger. So he shows her his powers and actually a cool sequence. I actually really liked how he did this. He turned the TV on and kept f- um. Flipping channels, and every time he'd flip a channel, he'd say the words to what the person on the TV was about to say. And that cool, collected Nicolas Cage way that says, I'm just here to collect my millions of dollars to pay off my debt that um, I acquired from trying to buy a triangular tomb in New Orleans. He also tells her that he can actually see further into the future when he's with her which I guess is supposed to be romantic, but again, it reads very psychotic. And then, you know, he saves Julianne Moore's life because they start following him once they realize Jessica Beale didn't roofie Nicholas Cage, and he saves her from, like, a huge log roll. I just... Even if he could anticipate that the log roll was going to happen, how did he know where the logs were going to land? Because there were, like, 30 logs he would have to be able to slow time down. All right. Then somehow the nuclear, why did I say nuclear? I've never said that before in my life. The nuclear Frenchman go after Jessica Beale. and then Nicolas Cage starts working with the FBI to get her back. And thus begins the longest sequence of the movie of him trying to get Jessica Beale back with the help of Julianne Moore. And it turns out that he has a new power where he can kind of, like, replicate himself and make these, like, clone Nicolas Cages that distract the bad French guys. Nicolas Cage saves Julianne Moore. She's wearing a... She's essentially wearing, like, a suicide bomber vest. Like, it's literally a vest covered in dynamite, and the Frenchman keeps saying that they're gonna blow her up, but he saves her, gets the vest off of her, And then it's shown that it's too late, and the nuclear weapon still goes off. (sighs) I'm sorry, I'm so tired of talking about this. But then he goes it goes back to him and apparently he could just see really far into the future because it's him and Nicola, him and jessica Beale at right after they've had sex like he's like holding her while she's sleeping in the bed I, I don't even remember how this ends to to be honest it goes back to him in bed and i guess it, it ends with him like basically telling jessica Beale who he is blah 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 as an actor it must be a, a complete thrill to sign on to a project and be like wow this must be like a really smart this is like Christopher Nolan, uh, Inception level special, right? Only the reveal never happens because you never understand what you're doing. And I think therein lies the beauty of Nicolas Cage. He is so able to sign onto a project without a care in the world, and just keep buying those dinosaur bones. And he's really found happiness that way. And I envy him for that. I don't recommend this movie. I think it's... Half of it is the flashbacks or flash-forwards. And it's, it's very hard to understand the timeline. But I will say, I do enjoy a movie in which Nicolas Cage acts like everything he does is totally normal. Including being a magician that can see two minutes into the future. I just think he's just so masterful in that way. Conversely, the other way around, he also plays moments that are totally normal as totally insane. So to Nick Cage, every acting opportunity, he just flips it on its head. It is opposite day every day for Nicolas Cage. So I hope you enjoyed this. I have enjoyed talking about this and reliving this, but I will never watch this movie again. I feel bad for Julianne Moore. She did not have a good time in this movie. But, you know, it added another beautiful shining jewel into the crown of Nicolas Cage's career. I'm going to go now. I'm going to turn on my air conditioner and just, um, I hope you're all staying cool out there. I hope you're enjoying the last few weeks of summer. Frankie will hopefully be back soon as she is currently studying for her Step 2 exam, which is a very important medical exam that will hopefully, fingers crossed, get her to be an official night shift doctor. Talk soon.